This is exactly right. Welcome to, to my favorite murder. Murder. The mini-sode. The mini-sode. Remote edition. That's right. First time we're not recording face-to-face. This, it, I mean, we're, Sky- we're now Skype to Skype. We're Skype to Skype, but the energy, there's an energy loss. There's an energy crevasse that <laughs> is what we're all dealing with in this here global pandemic. That's right. I'm sitting in my haunted closet right now. Yeah. Surrounded by my beautiful clothes that I'm not going to wear outside for who knows how long. Not anytime soon. That's nope. fine. You can steam every single blouse that you own. That's right. From and the it's 50s. okay. Everyone has it worse than you. So no complaining. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? You can't complain, but you have to step into this closet to complain. You have <laughs> to sit under, closet. <laughs> under that bizarre hat box that it looks like you work at hot dog on a stick. <laughs> like the colors are off, but it's very, no, it's, it's very colorful. Okay. This and is the complaint closet. Georgia's in the complaint, the complaint closet. I'm at the office office with Stephen because Stephen and I just recorded Do You Need a Ride? So we're rolling the dice and staying together for the moment. But I'm going to then I'm obviously have... a lot more scared than you. Well, no, no, no. That's not true. I think okay. I think the cautiousness is the way to go. This from all the scientific stuff that we're all reading. Here's what I love yeah. is when people act like they're the experts. Like, look, we're all reading the same article. So calm the fuck <laughs> down. Right. It's we're all stuck to our phones in the same way. But unless you have like a best friend that's a doctor or like one step away. I don't want to fucking hear it. No. It, it, what's the... Just Conjecture. stay in your house. Who gives yeah. a shit? No one... You don't need to do stuff. If you're some weird workout person, then lay on the ground and do some planks. Shut up. <laughs> you're fine. You're not better than us. <laughs> I just did this by necessity because we had to record that podcast in the car and then I was like, I know, can we just so funny. roll in and sneak in a couple before? I love it. But the full episode that we do this week of My Favorite Murder is going to be full on from each other's houses. That's right. We're doing it. We're, send us your um, send us your fucking hoorays for the week. Oh yes, please. Like, like quarantine week. Let us know how it's going. Let it, what are the positive things that you've been coming across? Tips and tricks. Um, yeah. My, I tweeted the one today, which is I washed all the windows in my house today, and it I felt amazing. That. It was the oh best. My, I've never done that. It really makes a huge difference because you don't realize, especially after the rain. Oh shit! It just yeah. rained. Well, anyway, it's raining right now. <laughs> anyway, um, but at least it's not all dirty. Yeah. But then once you get because you don't realize there's always this like coating of dust on everything and when yeah. you what, make your windows clean it feels good we're figuring out so much about ourselves oh my right god now, i feel like we're diving so deep yeah we'll go deeper on the real episode for now let's we're gonna do you know good old hometown like nothing is wrong yeah and uh you know rest assured there's stuff wrong um <laughs> we'll tell you these stories will remind you of that <laughs> that's right let's focus on the what's wrong in other ways yeah okay oh you want me to go first of course as per yep this is <laughs> the subject line of this is i survived a date with exclusively red flags <laughs> that's oh my god <laughs> Okay. So it says, hi from Canada. With no prompting, I want to tell you about my worst date because it's basically an I survive story. I met a guy 
Mike, was it? At a concert through mutual friends. I was deeply intoxicated and remember thinking he was very attractive. All caps. For sure, he definitely smelled good and that helps. It really does. It does. A guy that smells good... Man, mm-hmm. it's not common. Um, <laughs> Those guys stink. Well, it's just that when they get cologne right, like, you know, mm-hmm. anyway. <laughs> Man, Pontificate on that. It's Karen. just a lonely pandemic. That's all I'm saying. We exchanged numbers and a few days later set up a date via text. I was going to his house for dinner. That's the first red flag right there. Oh, yeah. Um, that's not a good. Don't do that. No, no. Public place. Neutral space. I was going yeah. to his house for dinner and we were going to use his shooting range. <laughs> wow. Uh, huh? Wow. Listen, we're not trying to tell you that you're doing anything wrong by going, you know, we all make these choices. Sure. Best to follow. Listen to your friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who did you consult on this date? Yeah. Pull pull the girls in for stuff like this. That's right. Um, so her next sentence is, now this is Canada and we really don't have a lot of guns. I've never even seen a gun in person, but new mm. adventures, right? Oh, <laughs> new adventures. Um, okay. I, kind of. I got to his house, an isolated bungalow in the woods in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah. And as I shut my car door, I immediately realized I had locked my purse, keys, and phone <gasps> into the car. Oh, fuck. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. He walked outside to meet me, and I realized how thick my beer goggles had been. He was definitely not my type. That fucking oh. cologne got me again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll trick you. Yeah. I, I tell him that I just like my keys in the car and need to call CAA, parentheses, like your AAA, which is hilarious. Oh <laughs> not the agency. No, not the high powered agency. Um, and he just carries on as if I'd said nothing. We're literally at our ninth red flag. And it's. Yeah, it's amazing. It's three yeah. paragraphs in. OK, we go to the, quote, gun range. It is, all caps, a huge heap of toilets in the woods. Where did the toilets come from? Is this what gun ranges are? (laughs) Holy shit. At one point, he mentioned how he could kill me out here and no one would hear anything. Oh, God. You know, typical first date sexy banter. He Flirting. I mean, just gross. He does not end up killing me in the toilet heap. However, he didn't really teach me how to use a gun and the recoil on his monster gun smashed my shoulder badly. We walk back to his house. I again say I need to call CAA. (laughs) Talk to my agent. He says, definitely later, he will call. I don't even pretend to enjoy myself and just alternate between sweating, nursing my shoulder, and asking about a tow truck. While he prepares dinner, parentheses, which, to be honest, was actually very delicious. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. So not all red flags. Yeah, plus one. He tells me about his abusive relationship with his mother and that the last time he saw her, he was holding a knife to her throat. I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, I know. I'm like, ha ha. Wow. Sounds rough. Will you call that tow truck now? <laughs> many, many hours later, he finally lets me use his phone to call a tow truck. I race. Oh, wow. Yeah. I race the fuck out of there. And despite the appeal of the toilet heap, racism and proudly violent attitude towards women declined a second date. I survived. You guys were right about staying out of the forest. Dating sucks, and I'm so happy I'm now married to a dude who has never even suggested he may kill me in a toilet heap. As we... (laughs) As we say in Canada, bye, Megan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Thank God for Megan, because we got the term toilet heap. Toilet heap. Thank you. Toilet heap. Heap? Heap. 
H-E-A-P. Yeah. yeah. That's our new, <laughs> that's our new uh, mask, mascot is the toilet heap. As we say in Canada. Hi, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, you it. killed it. That was Good a job, harrowing. Also, here's the thing. There's got to be some, yeah, this, this second like it's such an unfortunate combination of things. I've locked my keys in my car yeah, so many times, that's, but that's awful. That guy that's had you. Part. He had you. Because that you can't sucks. just run out. No, yeah. there's can't do anything. That totally sucks. Okay. I'm adjusting my levels, even though I don't really know what that means. Okay. Okay. Thank you to Steven for dropping uh, equipment off at my house without touching anything. Right. Well, you don't know that. What You don't know what he that's touched on that, on that equipment. Oh, God. I mean, I don't tell him, but I fucking wiped everything down again, so we're good. <laughs> you can absolutely hear you. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Um, this one's just called Hometown Story. Okay. Greetings. True crime royalty. Oh. oh. In the late 90s to early 2000s, I was a young teen living in the outskirts of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. There was also a serial killer running loose at this time. Oh. Yeah. The paranoid murderino that I was, and still am, was convinced he was stalking me and I was going to die. My mom worked in a bar, so I was a latchkey kid. Hmm. So anytime I heard strange noises outside, I would call her freaked out. Do you remember how often you used to call your mom at work? Oh, yes. When you were a latchkey kid? Yeah. At the mental hospital, me and my sister (laughs) would be like, Laura won't give me the brush. (laughs) She's like, I have other problems to deal with. I will kill you both when I get home. (laughs) Um, The Baton Rouge serial killer was named Derek Todd Lee. He killed seven women between 1992 and 2003, although there are many others that are not confirmed. This case was the first in history to use DNA to determine an unknown person's race. The details are quite interesting, but we, will, we won't go down that rabbit hole. Lee was arrested in 2003. Wouldn't you know it, my mom recognized him. He used to come in and play $100 in her bar's poker machine once a week. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. Those bar flies. Later in life, I also read a book called I've Been Watching You, which taught me that Lee was raised in the house in front of my family's small private cemetery. Your oh, family has a sh- fucking You have your own cemetery. Oh, bougie. Okay. Uh, okay, queen of the goths. Who's the royalty of... <laughs> who's true crime royalty now? Your own cemetery. That's right. Yep, you guessed it. He played in our cemetery and climbed his trees, etc. Well... That's what I have. Stay sexy and keeping open about mental health. I dig it. Love y'all. Tiff. Tiff with the private cemetery. (laughs) Tiff, the heiress to the gravestone fortune. Who who is she? Okay. Good job, Tiff. Uh, Let's see. The subject line is Amish schoolhouse murders. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To, To, like to and from, to you fine people. (laughs) really good introduction very good okay my neighbor is a former pennsylvania state trooper and detective he was called out to the nickel mines amish schoolhouse in october of 2006 when there was a call in for him over a hostage situation amish people are generally very peace-loving and prefer to stay to themselves so my very veteran neighbor had a super weird look on his face when he zipped off the news at lunchtime reported that a milk truck driver had driven his own pickup into the schoolyard and had asked the boys to take in supplies from his pickup bed. They carried in boards, nails, and a hammer because the driver had a gun. 
The teacher somehow got away and called the authorities while the milk truck driver had ordered the boys out of the school and nailed the door shut. He lined the girls up in front of the school and proceeded to call his wife. He told her he had molested girls when he was young and now he wanted to do this again. He hung. Holy shit. Yes. He hung up as police arrived and his wife found four suicide notes that he had left with her and their three children. My neighbor said it was the most horrible feeling as shots began when they reached the doors and the shots stopped since the driver had killed himself we found out later after the girls were interviewed that two sisters asked to be shot first so the others would live oh Oh my god one one died and the other was injured the police found rope and oh, this is horrible. KY jelly in the truck. Oh God! Five five girls died that day. Oh my God! My neighbor said that there was not one service untouched by blood or glass or evil, and he asked shortly afterwards to move to a new position. Mm. Famously, the Amish families directly affected forgave the milk truck driver, but my mother famously said that quote, "If that man had killed you and not himself, the police would not have had anything." left to arrest Uh, I'm sure that's how every family reacted when they heard about that Yeah, the Amish community destroyed the site and built a new school nearby and there's no there's no signature on that email holy shit horrible okay this one's called great grandma Betty okay hey hey ladies Georgia you are a hilarious Jewish queen with a K (laughs) and Karen you kill me I wish you were my aunt Nora is so lucky Mm -hmm. aww I have been a murderer now since I was 12 when my grandma gave me my first Stephen King book and my other grandma had me watch CSI Miami with her every night when she lived with us (laughs) (laughs) quick shout out to Horatio Kane (laughs) yeah (laughs) wow and then we do that who the part of the who song where he puts his sunglasses on yeah but ours are like the googly eyes glasses yeah (laughs) okay main story after listening to a hometown episode one day i was at lunch with my 80 year old grandparents who are from wichita kansas i asked them if they had any crazy stories about crime my grandma casually goes well my mom stayed at a house right next to the btk strangler oh and then all caps it says oh okay sure yvonne (laughs) (laughs) so of course my mom and i are like what tell us more Betty, my great grandma, saw on the news that the BTK strangler had attacked again in the area near her house. And when Butch, her husband, yes, Butch, amazing, was out of town for work, she got scared and asked her friend if she could stay with her while Butch was gone so she wouldn't be alone. Little did she know that her friend's house she was staying at was right next door oh. to Dennis Raider's house. Oh, my God. And the ministry he worked at. He was right there. Oh, shit. She went into the she went to the eye of the storm. She she took herself right there. Nothing dramatic or crazy happens after this, but I thought it was insane how close she was to him. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for giving me a reason to write again. And for every story you tell, SSDGM Casey. You know, what would be an interesting TV show for me to write is because we've also had the story of the guy when Dennis Rader took his dog and wouldn't give his dog back. And he lived on the same block. And And he he, yelled at Dennis Rader. He punched him. Remember, he got into a fist fight and took his dog back. 
from Dennis Rader. That guy, I wonder if that guy, I picture him being down to the right of Dennis Rader's house. And then this lady lives to the left. And there's a whole neighborhood happening. Maybe that's going to be the (laughs) next season of Mindhunter. It's just that street. What's going on on Dennis Rader's street? Maybe you you should just have a show where you interview people who lived a couple doors down from murder. Yes. And they'd they'd always be like, yeah, we didn't know what was going on. We didn't really say. He seemed nice. Seemed fine. He was very quiet. Sometimes he would yell in the middle of the night. (laughs) There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Hey, Karen, you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing? I do. I know it well. Well, while there's no cure for stress, therapy can help shape your response to it. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, there's no better time to try Talkspace. When you sign up for Talkspace, you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist, typically within 48 hours. Forbes rates Talkspace as the number one online therapy platform, plus their licensed professionals are in network with almost all major insurance companies. Once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. 
I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter her promo code space 80. Goodbye. Okay, this one, uh, I'm blown away at this one. I'm so excited that I get to read it. Listen to this shit. Oh, my God. Subject line. My badass great-grandmother and grandmother were survivors of the Tulsa race massacre. Listen to this. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Hello, rad people and pets. Longtime listener and big fan of All You Do. I just listened to your episode where Karen covered the Tulsa race massacre, and I knew I had to write in to share the story of my badass grandmother and great-grandmother, who were both survivors of this insane event. It's a bit lengthy, but it's worth it. My grandmother was about 10 or 11 at the time and living in Tulsa with my great-grandmother, Mally, an African-American single mother. That morning, the mobs were forming in front of the Tulsa courthouse. My grandmother began complaining of a sore stomach. Mally didn't pay too much attention at the time, assuming it was an ordinary stomach ache, and her attention was obviously divided by the turmoil brewing in the town. As the day continued and the riots erupted in Tulsa, Mally found herself fleeing her home on foot with my grandmother in tow. As they ran through Tulsa, my grandmother suddenly collapsed. It turns out that the stomach ache that she complained of earlier was an undiagnosed case of appendicitis. Her appendix had burst. Holy shit. Oh, it's the worst case scenario. Yeah. With no car or other options, my Mally carried her daughter out of the chaos in Greenwood to the first house she found on the outskirts of town. The house was owned by a white couple, and Mally explained that my grandmother was very sick and begged the couple to watch her so she could return to town to find somebody with a car to drive into the hospital. The couple refused to allow my grandmother into their house, but agreed that she could lay on the porch and wait for my great-grandmother to return. Mally looked at my grandmother and said, if I don't come back, it's because I'm dead. Then turned... Oh my God. Uh-huh. To an 11-year-old girl. Then turned to head back into town. As she left, she heard the owner of the house say, quote, that N-word is never coming back. By the time Mally returned to Tulsa, the National Guard had arrived. They had blocked access to the neighborhood where she lived and intended to look for help. She explained her situation to the National Guardsman and begged for entry to her neighborhood. The explaining turned into arguing, however, and the Guardsman ended up the di- ended the dispute by stabbing Mally in the back with his <gasps> bayonet, leaving her, leaving her bleeding on the street. Mally laid in the street playing dead until the Guardsman moved on. By the grace of I don't know what, she managed to pick 
pick herself up, continue into town, and find the ride she needed. She picked my grandmother up from the porch of the white couple and sped to a nearby hospital. When they arrived at the hospital, the hospital refused to admit my grandmother and Mally because they were black. Eventually, they agreed to admit my grandmother because she was a child and in acute distress. They would do nothing to help my Mally, who was bleeding seriously from her stab wound. She had to leave my grandmother at the hospital during her appendix surgery so she could find help for her wounds elsewhere. Eventually, she found the help she needed, and both she and my grandmother healed from their injuries. My mom has told me this story about my grandmother and my great-grandmother countless times, and I was always impressed and inspired by their bravery and determination. It was not until I was an adult and I learned about the Tulsa Race Massacre that I was able to put this story into its historical context and realize what an insane feat of survival it truly was. I'm so proud to be a part of a long lineage of badass and brave women who refuse to let a damn thing stop them. Stay sexy and don't let world's injustices get in your way, Tiana. I mean, oh my God. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's a real survival story for you. That's not a creepy dating survival story. That's a fucking straight up. I survived and made history. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm fucking speechless. That's incredible. Yeah. Thank you, Tiana. That's a really beautiful thing to share with us. Yeah. We really appreciate it. I'm going to save mine. My last one for next week, because I can't follow that with grandmas and condoms and shit, <laughs> which is what my story's about. Okay. Well, I refuse you're to right. go next. Yeah, let's have this inspirational. It's, yeah. it's such a good, you know what? It's also nice. People have survived horrible things in this world. Very mm-hmm. scary things have happened to lots of people. We're all going through a scary thing together right now. We will make it. We will survive. Everybody be strong. Send us your hometowns at my favorite murder at Gmail. We I think we're going to read a lot in the next <laughs> the next couple of weeks. So what else do we have? Yeah, going? exactly. Everybody really get creative. Sit down. Take the time. Sit at your computer. Yeah. Write us an email. Really yeah, do write it. Write us an email. Think of your fucking hooray, what it really means to you. We'll read a bunch of those, too. And also g- go ahead and reach out. Call your grandmothers, your aunts, your great your great grandmothers, if you are lucky enough to have them, all yeah. the people call people in your family. Get these store get awesome historical stories of survival out of them if you can. Yeah. Ask them now. The bar's Now's been the set. Time. Tiana That's has right. set the bar, but you might have as- a couple cans of wine and call your grandma. Yeah, you you have the time. Stay sexy and don't get murdered. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye, Elvis. You want a cookie? <laughs>